You're listening to the Caught Red-Handed Podcast, episode 27. Welcome to the Caught Red-Handed Podcast, The Reboot, coming to you from Brooklyn, Boston, and Detroit. I'm Jim Pekonchok, here to introduce today's episode. Over the summer, we hosted a number of live Zoom events to teach our audience about different aspects of Moroccan culture. We invited guest hosts of Moroccan origin to talk about their own areas of passion and cultural expertise. One of those guests was our friend Samir, a talented musician with roots in Moroccan Ganawa music. We wanted to share our conversation with him here, so that those of you who weren't there at the time can listen in. Samir is a wonderful guy with huge talent, and he played a lot of great music for us and told us his story, as well as a lot of cultural information about the music scene in Morocco. As always, we so appreciate your support by liking, following, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast on whichever app you use to listen. So enjoy our conversation with Samir and enjoy the music. And uh, we... and. You know, I would just, we have like, we, we, we always have like a, a three days celebration every year. We have like a, a huge celebration in the square where I live. And then we, uh, you know, we, uh, we just play Aisawa music. You know, we bring different masters and we play. So I was as a kid, you know, I, I love that music. But the, the shocking part is that I was never involved in it in any how. Mm. I just like to listen, you know, Uh but then a lot of people in the neighborhood were like calling me like, what's up, Gnawi? And it's like, I'm not Gnawi, you know? And then they're like, yeah, you are. You kind of have the look, you know? Uh. (laughs) Does does that mean because of the color of your skin? Yeah, basically. I mean, now I look, I'm a little bit lighter, but when I was in Morocco because of the sun and every day you are outside, you know, it's really like I was like a really dark skin, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my family, my roots are black, so... But just, yeah. uh, you know, there is some... Yeah. Uh... Anyway, um, <laughs> that's how I got into... Um, that's how I start, you know, trying to learn how to play the gimbri, how to, uh, to listen Because people to called you Gnawi? Yeah, I mean, people call me Gnawi, and it feels like, you know, maybe it's a good choice, you know? Why not? <laughs> And then, I love it. <laughs> and then people like in the neighborhood will start. Um, we have uh, what do we call it? We have uh, we have uh, like you know all kids like my age back then. They all wanted to play an instrument. So most of them oh. they always uh, want to listen to American music. They all want to mm-hmm. play rock and roll. They want to play you know, blues, do you want to play some jazz, some funk, whatever in the guitar, so. But whomever has a guitar, because we are in a poor neighborhood, so if you have a guitar, the whole neighborhood is going to try to come and buy it from you and borrow it from you. So they will all come <laughs> and ask you, oh, please, can I borrow your guitar? And I was like, okay, so maybe if I have a gimbri, no one is going to bother me, you know? So explain what a gimbri is. Okay, basically the gimbri is, is this one here, okay? Let me uh, turn it off. So that one looks very familiar. What? 
Is that's is that the one that? Oh no, that's the other one. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what do you mean familiar? Which is that one? The, is that the one that I hennaed? No. 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 The one you hennaed is not in. Is I I give it to I lend it to my friend so he can oh, cool. practice on it. Oh cool. Yeah. So I have this one. This is was made in Rabat by the great master Ma'alim Hamid Al Qasri. He made this one. He made two. He gave me one and he kept one. So as you see, there is always Hanna in the Gimbri. You know. Okay, I'm gonna oh, ask that, you about that later. <laughs> yeah. So this is a camel skin, mm -hmm. and the strings are made of goat guts. You know. In oh yeah. You know. So, and, and is it considered a guitar or a bass? It's considered the bass, and it considered okay. the godfather of the bass and the banjo. Cool. You know, because if you see the banjo, like the folk musicians here, they play with the claw hammer, you know, yeah. like this. So it's yeah. the same. You know, that's how we play it. Oh yeah. You know, that's how we play the the gambri too. All right, so so people called you Ganawa. You got a. Um, you were afraid people were going to take your guitars, so you started doing using a gimbri. Did you buy one or have it made? I couldn't afford one, uh, <laughs> honestly. But I uh, I I met a guy and he said that oh, this is like a nice gimbri for sale for like uh, fifteen dollars. It's like fifteen dollars. That's a lot of money, man. I don't have it. I don't yeah. have $15. Where, should, where am I going to get it? And then I went to, uh, to ask my, my mom, and I was begging her. I was begging my dad. And then they gave me some money. I had to make some hustling around, you know. And I made it happen. So I bought the, the Gimbri, which is out of tune, not up. It's just like, I don't know. It was just the shape of it, like it's a Gimbri, but it's not. So... <laughs> I just, I'm like, okay, so I got home. I got it at night, I still remember. I got it around midnight and I got into the house and I was so excited. And it was like, okay, let me play. So I was like, you know, boom, 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 boom. And then my grandfather woke up and he's like, what the heck are you doing? Let us have some sleep. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I'm just so excited. Because the tradition in Morocco, like the whole family lives together. The father, the grandfather, the kids, the cousins, the uncles, the sisters, the whole siblings, all in one big house. That's how it is back home. So, uh, you know, that's how it started. And, um, and uh, it was like uh, in and out, you know, a little bit. But then one day I was playing a, a song, which was this one. Yeah. This was the first song that I really learned. Wow. So I'm like, wow, I got it. Now I'm good, <laughs> you know? And I was like, okay. So I was so happy to show off and go because we, we do some gatherings in the dark by the house, like, you know, in the hood, where we can have some fire and people smoking joints and drinking. And we just, so I was so excited to go and be like, oh, look, look, I'm a, I'm, I'm a now, like can't really play. <laughs> so I was so excited. I went home, I picked my gimbal and I went, I'm like, yeah, I'm a surprise. And he's like, oh, that's good, you played the gimbal. Come on, let us hear something. So I was like, oh, yeah. And I started playing. 
I was playing for like 10 minutes. And the guys looked at me and they're like, do you have another song? Like, That's that one. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think about that. I was like, oh my God, you're killing me. I was like, oh, okay. All right. So right after that, I was like, that's it. I just went home, started listening, 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 and practicing, listening, and practicing, listening, and practicing. Now we have more than 200 songs that I can play. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Now I can play the whole night. I'm cool. You know, I have plenty of songs. No problem. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So that's how you got started. And then, um, so did you, like, um, I don't know, like, the time with it. Like, did you, were you playing professionally in Morocco and then you came here? Or wasn't until you came here that you really started to play professionally? I like, get paid, never, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in Morocco, I never considered playing Gnawa was going to uh, pay my bills, you know? Because if you know, Gnawa in Morocco is very considered, back then, it was considered... Uh, very low class music, you know, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. very underground music. It was just for the poor, for the black people, you know, it's the same yeah. as jazz and blues here in America, you know, back in right. the days. So everything was considered very low, like compared to the classical music and the Andalusian music. Right. It was very, um, it was very difficult. But so I was like, okay, me, I, you know, I was in school, it was a good kid that was out of trouble like I, I didn't do any drugs I didn't smoke like I was like okay I just want to play the music but then I uh, how I came to the states is I, uh, I a friend of mine applied for for a green card lottery back mm-hmm. home in Morocco and luckily I got selected so wow. that's how I came to the states is because I won a green card lottery and uh, <clears throat> And uh, when I came, I, mo- I I lived in North Carolina. I lived oh. there for three years in North Carolina. Wow. Yeah. And then... Yeah. What's that? Go ahead. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> when I lived in North Carolina for like three years, I never thought that I'm going to be a Gnaw in America. Like I just, I'm like, okay, I'm in America. You know, you come here with the American dream. Like any other person, we just want to come here and uh, work, 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 money, 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 send money back home, build a house, have a business, have a wife, kids, like a normal life. That's how, you know. But then, you know, everything changed when it came to New York, you know. When I yeah. came to New York, that's when I met with, you know, the Inovgnawa members, and that's why, you know, that's how we decided to form the band and just play together and, you know, be professional and do it in a very good way. Yeah. So that's how I actually started doing music professionally as full time wow. because I saw that there is like a need of this music, like people really want to hear this music yeah. more yeah. in America. And yeah. that's here I am now, you know, that's what I do for a living. Wow. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about, like, um, how Gnawa music came into existence? Like, what are its roots and um, some of the, like, cultural traditions around it? 
Okay, so just some a, a little bit of the history because there is so much and there's different yeah. uh, uh, stories about the reality, about the history, where it where it came from, you know, who brought it who brought it to Morocco. So many things mm-hmm. happening around that, but uh, what everyone else is uh, is uh, uh, agreeing about is that it was brought from West Africa to, to Morocco mm-hmm. through the, the slave trades that, you know, the, the kings in Morocco wanted to bring some army. So they had some slaves from West Africa to bring them and uh, to, to make them fight on behalf of the Moroccan government. And, okay. uh, and, uh, and, uh, but these people, not all of them were slaves when they were in Morocco because some of them had their freedoms and not all of them mm-hmm. were just working in the army or some of them were architects, some of them were very genius people, you know? It was mm-hmm. not just uh, just like, you know, when we talk about slave, we just talk about uh, people working in the farms and people, we, we, right. even within the slaves, you have different levels, you right. know? Even here in America, you have the boss of the slaves so that he get like, a, you know, a good life, you know? That's how I saw in the movies. I'm not really familiar with the <laughs> history here. I think it's, it's, let's not get into that. Yeah, that's and, a whole uh, other story. <laughs> it's totally different story, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but in Morocco, like it was, it was kind of not that bad, you know? And the kings, like, they freed them and, you know, they're like, okay, you guys are no longer slaves, you guys are Moroccan now. So they went and they got married with other, with Moroccan women and they had kids, so the kids are speaking both languages, the Bambarawi, which is the mm-hmm. language their parents speak, and their grandparents speak, and then they speak the local language, which is the Amazigh and the, and the Arabic. Yeah. So, so Bambara you know, from Mali, right? Yeah, Bambara yeah. from Mali, and then because we have like the four tribes, you know, the Bambrawi, the Hausawi, the Fulani, and Yoruba. You mm-hmm. know, the Yoruba, I heard that they are in, in Nigeria. Nigeria, yeah. Yeah, so some of these tribes, like if you see the Yoruba and the, and the Hausawi, I think they are more in the Caribbeans. Oh, you know? okay. Like that's the style of music that they play. You know, the oh, drumming stuff, like if you go to Haiti, those are the tribes that came to this, you know, to this part of the of the world. So the Yoruba and the, um, was it and the, the Hausa? Hausawi. Oh, and okay. the Hausawi, you know? Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And so it's, 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 because if you go to Haiti, they have the, the, I don't know what's the style of the music. In Haiti, they have like a whole. I, I have it in mind. It just disappears now. Uh, not soca, right? No, the the voodoo. No, no, no. no oh the yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, the, the music is voodoo yeah. is like the religion. Yeah, I don't know what the music is no, called. No, no, no. Uh, I, I I have it in mind, but it just disappears. They play the whole. They play the whole night as well. They sacrifice like a chicken, and they need, yeah. they have blood, and there is like so much uh, trance and in, inducing, and there is so much uh, connection with the spirits. You know, like mm-hmm. you have to connect with the spirits. So it's uh, it's uh, I think it's anyway. 
it's all connected. Like, you know, Gnawa is all connected to all the African and the black music all over the world because they came from the same families. That's why you see jazz and blues is very connected with Gnawa because they mm-hmm. all came from the same mother, which is Africa, you know? So did Gnawa then, if if the Yoruba and the Hausi uh, um, went to the Caribbean, so the the Gnawa came more from the Bambara and the Fulani? No, it's not that the two or tribes really. only came. It's like some of the tribes came, but most oh. of them stayed in, in, uh, yeah. in the Caribbean. But some oh, of them, okay. we have some of the tribes too in Morocco, you know? Okay. We have, like, you know, they just got split. They got yeah. split. So the, 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 they didn't know where their uh, families went, you know? Mm-hmm. If are they in Morocco, are they in America, are they in Europe? So they, they uh, just got split, you know? I see, okay, okay. They just separated them and they just took them to... Uh, because even in the first song that I was singing, which is Bulila, I was singing like Farquni uh, means they separated me from my beloved family and my beloved friends. You know, so it's like a, it's like a, it's like blues. You know, when you sing, you only sing about the, 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 the bad memories that you had, like the struggle that you had. You know, I see. so. Yeah. So it's um, it's uh, it's really it's really deep, you know. When you get into the Gnawa, it's not just the music; it's more of a culture, because it's a whole package. There is the singing, there is the dancing, there is the playing, there is the the, the rituals, the spiritual part, there is the the sacrifice part, the spirit part. It is just like so much that that to become a master, you have to to have all of this in here, in your mind, yeah. you know, yeah. which is tough. So what are the other instruments that are used in Ganawa music? We have a drum, which is like a, a tabal. I don't have a, I don't have one uh, here, okay. but it's a... It's the one that's kind of big, right? And Yeah, like it's, maybe a, like, it's very big and it's very, it's round. It's a very, okay. yeah. And then we have this, uh, this loud metal castanets. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> These ones are so loud. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just gonna play a little bit, you know. Okay, quietly. Wow. That's so cool. What are those called? Uh it's ka, not ka. It's ka. Yeah. Ka. Okay. <laughs> it's karkada. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, if you can say ka, you can say ka. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the name of the of the of the castanets. We you know, it's like castanets, but you know, we call them karakab. Karakab. Okay. Yeah. And um, and um, the sound of the of the of the castanets, it's like the horse. You know, because when the yeah. master is riding the horse and they are traveling like miles and miles to go to the destination, wherever they have to go, you know, they have to make a rhythm. So they have to make their journey go easy and go fast. Yeah. So they just go up with the rhythm and they just keep on singing and just trying to, you know, 
to to bring some joy to them, even though there was no joy in their journey, you know, but they just tried to make, so if you see like the sound of the horse, it's like, like this. Let me use, I have a small cast in it too, so. It's okay. <laughs> By the way, I have a full bag full of castanets. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I have a whole list of questions to ask Samir, so if anybody else has questions, please just go ahead and speak up. Yeah, so this one's a little bit smaller. If we see this rhythm right here, it's like the horse. When the horse walks slowly and then uh -huh. runs, it's like a... Everything we have in Gnawa, all the sound is coming from the nature, you know? The sound that we have is very organic. Uh, you know, you have the sound of the birds, the sound of the, of the ocean, the sound of the, of the horse, the animals, everything is very organic. That's why Africa is very powerful when it comes to music. Because the Westerns, they go to Africa and they're just like, what the heck? Like, these guys don't even know what they're playing but they are making some unbelievable music. But yeah. if you're gonna talk to them like musically, they'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, this and this, that's so <laughs> hard. Yeah, I'm just playing, you know, I'm just playing. Yeah, you explain it. I don't know how to explain it, but I'm just yeah. gonna play, that's all. <laughs> so so I, actually that brings me to the next thing I wanna ask you about. So as a musician and you're playing with a Ganawa group, are you like performing or are you part of like a bigger thing, like a ritual or a ceremony or like, do you do it for holidays? Do you do it for individual people? What's, what's the experience of performing in that, in that way? I mean, it's, you know, you have two different parts. You have the stage part when you play on stage, and then you have the part where you have to play on, you have to do like a lila, which is a very ritual ceremony, you know? Lila mm -hmm. means a night mm -hmm. in Arabic. So when I play on stage, it's just like a show. You have to make people dance, you have to make people, you know, feel nice about the show. But mm -hmm. some concerts, even on stage, it's still very spiritual and it's still very deep and very warm. So mm -hmm. the music is powerful itself. So wherever you play it, you're always gonna be caught and be like, oh, wow, you know, I really felt like I was in trance, you know? Yeah. So it's not that, oh, if you play it, but mostly if you do a lila, that's where this, the things happen, you know? And do you play that? Where is Alila played? Is it in someone's house? Or it can be. It, it can be at someone's house. It can be at. Uh, yeah, usually in Morocco they do it in a in a private house. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's where they usually do it. And why does somebody ha have Alila? Is it connected to holidays, or is it 
what's there what's are, the purpose? So there is so many things into it. It's like there are some people that do the lila because their parents and their grandparents used to do it once a year. We have lilas that people do before the month of Ramadan. We call it Sha'ban. In the lila, there is so many um, purposes of it. Some people do a lila just because, as I said, their grandparents and their parents do it in a specific time of the year. Uh, the most famous time is the, the month before Ramadan, which is Sha'ban. We call it Sha'ban. Mm-hmm. And that's when everyone is doing lilas like from time, I mean, basically every day, you know, like every day is there is a lila happening. In the month the, of Shaban? In the month, the month of Shaban. Okay. Like everyone is just, you know, playing and making, you know, Gnawa uh, lila. So the masters mm-hmm. are very busy during that month. And, uh, and then there is another month, which is the birth of the Prophet, you know, the Prophet Muhammad. That's when they go to the mountains and that's when they play, they make lilas again during those, uh, these two times. But you can, obviously, you can do a lila any time of the year you, you prefer. Is it true that people will do a lila if someone in their family is like, ill or spiritually ill? Yep, yeah. You can do a lila if you feel like someone in your family is sick, someone in your family is ill, and you you just want to do it. And some, But my opinion? Mm-hmm. You what? I don't believe in that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what about... Um, do you think that it has an impact, like just the fact that they're doing something, kind of like taking a placebo or something? You know what? It's because taking advantage of something, you know, and taking advantage of certain people who are not educated. You know, it's like oh. you're going to come to me and you're going to be like, oh, you know, if you make a lila, I guarantee you that next year you're going to have, you're going to become wealthy, you're going to become rich, you're going to make a right. lot of money, but you have to spend this type of money in a lila to show the spirits that you are generous, that you can, uh, instead of uh, sacrificing a goat, why not go with a cow, you know? Why not go with a bull, you know? Like, and, uh, and then you'd be like, oh, yeah, the, the more money you spend, and then we have to hire this monster, and then you have to bring this food, and then you have to bring this, and then you have to bring that. You end up spending like $20,000 in a night, and, you know, it's just people, I don't know. I don't like, you know, it's very, it's very difficult. This is another part of it. And then there are people who, um, who use the Gnawa music as a cover up for some black magic that you do back mm. home, mm-hmm. you know? So let's say there is a woman or a man who wants to, um, wants to do some black magic, you know, mm-hmm. to whomever, to a person, to him, to to whomever. He's going to go and he's going to hire a which is a, 
Muqaddima, which is the, the, the woman who's in charge of the night, of the ceremony. This woman, she's in charge of the night. She knows the colors. She knows the incense. She knows the, uh-huh. the monsters. She knows how to organize a lila, you know? So you go and you hire her, and she's the one who's going to be like, okay, you just tell her what's the purpose of your lila, why you want to do it. Oh, I want to okay. do it because of this. Okay, so this is how you're going to do it. You know, you get this, and you get that, you get this, and you get that, you know. But for me, I don't agree with that because, I mean, to each his own. Like, people can do whatever they want. For me, I just like the music. I just like the music. The practices, they are all on the side for me. I don't do them. I don't get involved in them. I just like (laughs) to play the music and get in trance naturally, organically. You know, yeah. I don't need to uh, to sacrifice a goat to a, to a certain spirit so that spirit can give me something. Or I have to sacrifice a chicken to a, to a person so that person can give me a uh, barakar, like give me some... Uh, uh-huh. some uh, Protection I don't know how to say. or something. Yeah, and that person is already in his grave underground, you know? <laughs> what can he do? You know, and you want him to do to you, like, seriously, man, just use your, you know, just it's common sense. But people, you know, there are certain type of people who don't understand these things and you just Mm -hmm. be like, oh, you know, it's fine. You know, no, I swear. And then there is like women, some women who who may want to get married. They have to go to a certain, to Lala Isha Al-Bahriyaw. They have to go to a certain uh temple you know for mm-hmm. this person or yeah. this woman who was good with God and she died and then they make a temple for her and then you have to go and you have to pray like do we pray to God or we pray to a woman you know or uh-huh. to pray to a person and then yeah. no if you go you do it then by next year you're gonna get married you know trust me and I'm like <laughs> okay no, you trust her just go follow. I mean you know me I'm, I, I mean I, I'm not into that, and I don't believe in that. What do you think about Baraka? Baraka, it can happen just within yourself and within your soul, you know? If you are a good person and you do everything good and you just don't want to, you don't wish harm to any, any human being. You're just being you the barakah is going to come to you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't need anyone to give you barakah. Like, just, you're going to give yourself barakah just by being good to yourself. Yeah. So, that's how I, that's how I, that's my philosophy about it. So, there's a belief that henna um, gives you barakah. Is that why you henna your uh, gimbri? Or is it just tradition? The henna, it gives some kind of protection to the gimbri. Ah, okay. You know, to the gimbri and it gives kind of protection to the person who's having it. Because sometimes if you see some masters in a lila, you're going to mm-hmm. see them, their fingers, like from here, oh, all cool. having hanna. Just, oh, the top, cool. just the tip of yeah. the finger. You know? Yeah. You see that in some alims in lilas. You know, oh, really? you just go and you just put this in the in the part of the henna, mm-hmm. and that's it. This and that's it. They keep it until it dries. Some men 
do you have it in 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 between in here too? You know? oh, okay, like a dot, like a big circle in there. Like hand. a big a big dot in here. Yeah. You know, do you have it? That's the only places a man can have a henna. Oh. Okay. You know, we are not allowed to have it in our in our palm or anything. I mean, in our okay. yeah, on the top, yeah, on the top. You know, you can only have, and you cannot have any decoration or any. Uh, design it's just very simple you know this is this is how we are you know just yeah. like okay i'm just gonna do one you know two like boom boom and that's it up. good wait yeah. for but women oh come on you ladies have to be like sitting there no i need this decoration you know fix this no make this you know but us it's okay just henna you know it's gonna do the job who cares about the, the decoration and you know but you know yeah but you know you s- You see those old women who have like just their fingertips and they'll do like all their palm or they'll do like a big circle in their palm yeah, just to have yeah. henna for protection. Yes, they just do henna, you know, like you just yeah, do it. No design. But, but back then that was the purpose for the henna, you know, but now people do the henna like a tattoo, you know, mm. like they do it because they want to look pretty, they want to make, and it's kind of competition, especially in the... In Morocco, when you have the, like there is a wedding, it's mm-hmm. like there is a competition. You have to show off. If you are dressing up, if you have like a nice kaftan, like a nice dress, uh-huh. like you have to show up that you did a really good henna. So and oh, you have to do okay. a total different design, you know? Yeah. It's like showing off your ring, like, hey, how are you ladies? You know, how you guys doing, you know? <laughs> it's the same thing. You're showing off your henna in your hands, like, oh, yeah. nice, wow, that's really good, wow. <laughs> Uh, every know, every chance you get, you're like every chance my, you get, you have yeah. to, to put it out there. You know, like look at me, you see me, you know. So, that's, <laughs> it's it. and this and it's it's like um, and as you said, you told me this last time when it, I remember the first time I think I I wanted to make a Hanan Montgomery, and he sent you some designs that it was that I thought they are cool. But then you're like, yeah, but that's not Moroccan. That's Indian designs. And I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay, so because that's what we have in Morocco. We don't use the Moroccan designs that you did to make first Gambri anymore mm-hmm. in Morocco. Uh, not so many people are deep into that, you know? Yeah, the yeah. square designs. Yeah. Everyone now is just like, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, this the, and The that. curvy stuff, yeah. Yeah, but I loved it. When you did that, it was like, damn, okay. And who did that? An American woman did it to me. Like, instead of me waiting for a Moroccan woman to do that. You see, like, the Moroccan women, they want to do the Western stuff and the Indian stuff. Yeah. And yep. you, you wanted to do something that's authentic, something that's Moroccan. I was like, oh, okay. That's the world we live in. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but that was really good. This is the other gimbri from Hamid. This is his own gimbri. He gave it to me, and he oh, has that cool. too. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, look at that and hand in there. Wow. You guys saw the khamsa? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. But this one is not uh, is not uh, is not made by hand. This is just like. Uh, like a like a like a plastic thing the and you just, yeah and yeah. you just stick it in and then you have the henna and then you take it off okay it looks really cool though yeah it's it. very um 
it's very cool. So I I follow you on Instagram. I follow you know by Ganawa, and I keep seeing you guys uh, uh, collaborating with other musicians, but like very different musicians, like different styles than Ganawa, and it always sounds really good together. Why is it that Ganawa works so well with all of these different types of music? What's your opinion? I mean, like from my music perspective is it doesn't always work, you know, because it, it, it requires a lot of work. You know, that person who you're going to collaborate with, if he didn't put energy into that music and he didn't put work into it, he's not going to come up with a good product. Mm. I've seen there are so many collaborations with, you know, Gnawa playing with different masters. But if it's not really tight and really arranged and organized and really composed, it's going to be just like a jam. You know, you have just jamming with another artist and then you feel like, oh, yeah, you know, this is like a collaborate, a fusion. But it's not a fusion. It's just a jam, you know? Oh, okay, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, we're trying to do the best we can, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking of myself like uh, uh, I'm trying to to do some good collaborations with good musicians like I have so many uh, Jewish friends like Israelis and we just play together and we, they are all half Moroccans so oh, okay. <laughs> we just keep on reconnecting re, re, reuniting again in, in yeah. New York and playing some right. music, you know what kind of music do you listen to, like, like when you're not listening to like Moroccan music? Do you listen to anything else? Uh, I listen to reggae. I listen to. Uh... Now I try to listen to some Amazigh style. That I, that I'm a Maziri, but I used to listen to it when I'm in Morocco. But now because I started learning banjo now, I'm oh, playing cool. the banjo. So that's why I have the... Can you play the banjo for us and play some of that music? Oh, you guys want to hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does anybody not want to hear it? Let's say that. All right, give me. Give me okay. If you guys have any questions, just jump in because I won't shut up otherwise. <laughs> No, I have your list of questions, and they're all good. Oh, I'm thank you. Glad we're going down the banjo route. That was so cool to learn. <laughs> I didn't that expect that this. No, but it also, I mean, to learn that it has it has its roots in in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to uh, to learn now is the banjo. Yeah, basically we can play like this. Or we use the the stick like the Moroccan way. Thank you. 
Basically, some of the MSR stuff that you know we uh, we do, and I, I also play some Gnawa stuff in it. <coughs> like uh, I'm I'm gonna play this song like Tura Tura. You guys. Oh know. yeah, stuff and then you can play some of the blues stuff you know down here like the more like the desert the Tinaruin style and all of that oh yeah Thank <laughs> you. 
Fuck yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to what? keep my fingers tight, you know. Thank I just you started so playing much. like, like yeah. one month ago. That's when I started picking up the banjo. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to play something different, you know. Oh, God. Hey, Samir, can you give us some um, some names of some groups that you think people might like to listen to to learn more about this? About uh, about what? Um, just about, uh, like, different Ganawa groups. Um, and then what was this one? Chinawarin? Chinawarin. Chinawarin. Chinawarin, it's not the Ganawa band. You're doing, like, yeah. the, 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 the desert music. Yeah. yeah. You know? And you are... Uh, do you have a <laughs> Mali? But they speak Tamazir, yeah. you know? Yeah. They speak, uh, the, but they don't understand them because of the accent. Yeah. yeah. So um, can you recommend any uh, Ganawa groups that people should check out? Yeah, you can definitely listen to Ma'allam uh, Hamid Al-Qasri. Oh my God, I can't spell that. I can't, uh, so don't worry. Lisa, okay. I got it. Okay, put it in the chat. Inova yeah. Ganawa, of course. Yeah, Inova Ganawa. Um, what about the other, what's that other one, the French guy, um, Ganawa Diffusion, do you like them? Oh, or? yeah, with Katy Bamazir. Yeah, Ganawa Diffusion. Saha Jimpa, he got it. Saha means good. If someone said Saha, Saha is health, you know, like your health mm. and Saha. Like, you know, if you go to Morocco, they're going to say like Saha, like to your health, like uh, cheers, you know, Saha. Yeah. I know a diffusion. Um, and, uh, there is a Bombino. Like, oh, I love Bombino. Oh my God. It's really good too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there is a University of Gnawa. It's really good. Oh, University of Gnawa. Okay, I've never heard University of that University of Gnawa with Aziz Sahmawi is so amazing. This guy, they have in France. Oh, cool. He played a long time ago with the Orchestra du Barbès. Oh, I love them too. <laughs> Yeah, he was, he was he was with them long time ago, but now oh, he has yeah. his own band. Yes, you know, the Bombas. I'll add that to the thing too. I love O and B. They're yeah. so fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. So um you guys if you wanna um if you wanna see um Samir's music or hear it I guess, um on Spotify, just look up Inov Ganawa. So it's I-N-N-O-V-G-N-A-W-A. I put it in the chat. Also, if you guys want to make a little donation to Samir, because obviously he's not really working, um, I put that also in there. He's a Venmo. And um, we put a bunch of names of bands in there. And also we're re recording this. So if you ever want to relive this magical moment, we'll have that recording available for you too. Does anyone have any questions? Any questions? I've got one. Samir, have any of your Jewish Moroccan friends ever taken you to a Mimuna? You know, Mimuna, we played Mimunas here like three times so far. Really? Wow. We played the Mimuna in, at the Sephardic Jewish Center in, in Midtown on uh, 14th Street. Like, uh, we played a big Mimuna for them. And then we had like a mini Mimuna in the village, in the West Village, 
in a Moroccan restaurant. Oh, nice. And it was, and it was like a bunch of Jewish there. And, um, and I'm actually working, before the pandemic, I was working on a big project for the Jewish, because in Gnawa, we do have the Jewish repertoire as well. We have the Jewish Gnawa songs that we play oh, for nice. the Jew. But that's totally different and very expensive. You know, <laughs> everything that's Jewish is so expensive. You know, uh, it's like, okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jewish Lila can cost you minimum of 5,000 and it can go up to 50,000. Oh, it my can God. go up to 50,000. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a lot of baraka. Uh, that's a, that's <laughs> much of baraka. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, but I'm working on a project with them now trying to to uh, to uh, bring back to life some of these traditions, some of the Jewish uh, uh, songs that we have, some of the Jewish repertoire and give it a nice fusion, adding instruments to it, adding some horns, adding some keys, some keyboards, and some strings, you know, mm -hmm. some harmony into it, make it big, like a nice orchestra with uh, for some, because, you know, whatever is happening in the world, you know, like let's put politics aside and it just focus on us as humans. You know, we are all one and we just want peace and love. That's it, we don't want to be, you know, fighting because we, fighting is no good for anyone. I mean, <laughs> yeah, let's hope for the best. That's all we can yeah. do. And let's change the world by music. You know, it's yeah. like me now. Um, I have Christian friends. They have atheist friends. They have Jewish friends. They have Muslim friends. I have, I'm friends with anyone. They can play music with anyone. They have no problems at all. Because yeah. that's, that's the way how music can connect you with other people and music has no religion music itself mm -hmm. is a religion you know like it puts <laughs> people together that's why music is very powerful so powerful i love it yeah Beautiful. so what else have you been doing during the quarantine period learning uh, banjo just learning banjo and uh, trying to get some times to get uh, some work with my Jewish friends. Uh, we have a studio in Bushwick, like a Wilson Live studio. We go there, we hang, you know, they always love me. Like uh, we cook and they make food. We have a recording studio, a rehearsal studio, a hang spot. It's a very oh nice it's a very nice spot. It's like they all speak in Hebrew. I'm the only Muslim guy in the house, you know? <laughs> I'm the only one in there. And so one day I was singing a song, this one called, uh, and it was like a party, and it was like full of Jewish people. Were, I like Israelis. And we were like playing, and the song goes like this. So the choral, the chorus of this is Allah, you know, which is God, like, you know, our God, like Allah, you know? So I was singing, I was like, and I'm asking them to say Allah. So all these Israelis <laughs> and all these Jews have converted to Islam, you know? I was like, hey, congratulations, guys. You just converted to Islam. They were cracking up. They were cracking up. This is, that's a nice trick, Samir. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're not you're not bored. 
Kind of, you know, you have some yeah. moments that where you feel like very down and you feel very, uh, because usually these times I'm in Morocco, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, wow. I, I, I supposed to be in Morocco in June for the mm-hmm. Gnawa wow. Festival. Right. By the way, we have a huge Gnawa Festival in Morocco. It's like the Moroccan Woodstock. If you go wow. there, you hear Gnawa music 24-3 because we only have three days. It's the whole <laughs> days. Like at oh. 6 a.m., you walk Gnawa in the street. You go wow. in the mornings, Gnawa in the shops, and then the big stages, and it's all mm. Gnawa. It's like, and because of that festival, we we still have Gnawa music alive today, you know? And there is another point that I didn't mention is that that festival really gives respect to the music and to the musician. Now we have music, Gnawa music registered the in the intangible uh, heritage with UNESCO. Wow. So, so, so that's a big deal, you know? I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, that's it was so registered, cool. you know? And now everyone in Morocco wants to be a Gnawi because it's the only music <laughs> that represents Morocco overseas. Like if you go yeah. to any country and you say Morocco, Gnawa. Gnawa, yeah. Morocco. It's yeah. very connected. So... People now, I know them back then, they never liked the music. But now yeah. I see them on Facebook, like playing Gnawa, yes. I'm like, oh, yeah, because you guys know that's the only way if you want to go overseas, you know. You can get wow. a visa because now, do you know that you're a Gnawi, you have so much, you know, there is so much history into that. Yeah. So now people trying to be Gnawis and uh, so they can make a living. And now people are really making a living from Gnawa. You know, really uh-huh. making a living. But still, there is difficulties. But, you know, at least it wasn't like it used to be before. Yeah, where you but were like lower class because of it. Yeah. Now if you're a Gnawi, people will respect you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, you have to respect yourself before anyone respects you. If you don't respect yeah. the music you do or yourself, no one is going to give you respect. Even if you play classical music. Wouldn't you say henna's kind of like that too? Like henna was kind of like the lower class people did it. And now like everyone in the world loves it. You know, is it not really the same? It's, it's kind of the same because the thing with the henna, it's like the same thing with yoga, you know? No, <laughs> one, no one gives attention to whatever we have until we see foreigners giving it so much love <laughs> and respect. Yeah. That's when we feel like, oh, shit, you know, maybe we have to take care of what we have. <laughs> you know, but we have to wait for the outsiders to come in and be like, yo, what you guys have is so good and it's so magical. But you're like, oh, you think so? Yeah, I want to <laughs> record with you. And then, like with Gnawa, you have all these big names, like Marcos Miller. He went to, to the Gnawa Festival. Now he's opening his shows with the Gimbri. Wow. You know, you have Snarky Puppy, you know, with Michael League, you know, do you have so much love for Gnawa music? Carlos Santana played with a Gnawa musician. And wow. you name it, you know, Tinari Wind, he played in a Gnawa festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ziggy Marley, like all the big names, they all get in, into, and then people are like, the government is saying that, and they're like, wow, oh, maybe we should, you know, give them a little push <laughs> because the music yeah. is good. But yeah. we had to wait for foreigners to come and give us a hand. 
which yeah. is good, you know? Yeah. But I agree with that as long as it doesn't mess up with the origin with the origins of the music. Yeah. You know, I still want to keep it as it is, traditional and respectful. But you know, yeah. it's nice to add some more spices into it. It's it's yeah. okay. It doesn't make it any worse. It doesn't you don't lose what the core is. You can always yeah. go back to that. Yeah. So we have five minutes left. Do you want to just play for the next five minutes and then we'll just like leave on some nice music? Okay, or are you and I'm, gonna, playing? and I'm gonna play Mimuna, you know, for okay. uh, for uh, for the Jewish people all over the world and for the me- people who celebrate in Mimuna. <laughs> I think I have some Jewish blood in me, I think so. <laughs> You're all related anyway, in the end. I know. You're all all Semitic people. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, you know, I just like to be around. And they all speak Hebrew in front of me and they don't understand. And I'm just like, okay, you know, it's cool. Sudania, 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 Sudania,
so much that that made my day like nothing else incredible Saha. i'm happy Saha. And, you know like you got, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. so i hear too <laughs> all right, right guys hope- it was it was nice talking to you and um, if you guys go to morocco please keep me posted i would love to help in any way if you guys need any good things to do like places if you want to organize a lila like a gnawa anything Kenzie, you know me. You know, I'm here for you. Anything you guys need. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Thank you.